Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast featuring Mike Yanda and Bobby Hoyt. Sit back, relax, and learn how to make a crap load of money online. I will fire clients. Look, I'm just trying to stay married as hell. Listen, man, if they can't sell without paid traffic, they sure as hell can't sell with it. We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the one. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo-boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad. Howdy, and welcome to another episode of the Laptop Empires podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Bobby. And, you know, we just got through like a lot of launches. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It's been, <laughs> it's been two weeks of just like craziness. You know, I've got another one this week. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're actually going to talk about creating a course and specifically like what you should create a course about. Because I think like a lot of people either they don't know, they want to create a course, but they don't know what to create it about. Or they create a course about something they shouldn't create a course about. Like something that they can't sell or that there's no demand for. And so I think this is like a very interesting topic about like what it should be about. So that's what we're going to get into today. But before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Launch That Blog. So if you are wanting to get started with an online business, you know, we always kind of talk about the two paths that we believe in, content creation or freelancing. And if you want to get into the content creation game, it whether, you know, it's a podcast, a vlog, you know, getting on YouTube, a blog, whatever it may be. Those are all great options. But obviously, we're a big fan of blogs around here since we've got a pro blogger sitting across the virtual table from me right now. <laughs> so we've created this entire service, Launch That Blog, to help you get started, go from zero to blogging without ever doing a single line of code. You just sign up, pick your domain name, and our team will set up your blog, get your website all started for you absolutely for free. So go ahead and make sure to go to laptopempires.com and check that out. I think there's a section called, there's like a start that blog button, isn't there? Or start a blog. <laughs> yeah, start a blog at the top. Of the I should have, yeah. So if I would have been more prepared, I would have said go to like, you know, laptopempires.com slash, but I don't actually remember the URL. So my bad, worst sponsorship ever. This is never going to land us real sponsors if I keep doing this. So let's just pretend that didn't happen and move right on to the regular content. So, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Why you, 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 you take it. Take yeah, it I'm going to take it. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about courses because we have, we have been launching, uh, man, we, I, I say it like it's almost a bad thing. I'm like, oh, we've launched courses. It's been incredible. Like we've had a, January has been an incredible month for our business. Um, we launched the Facebook Side Hustle course, uh, I think the third week of January. And then we did, we, we kind of partnered with Michelle Schroeder-Gardner of Making Sense of Sense to launch the Facebook ads for bloggers course. That was a big deal for us because we've had that course around for a while. It's kind of gone through like a transformation. It used to be like a little mini course and then it turned into like a full-blown course. We launched that on our own in September. And then for Michelle's launch, we did, we like totally upgraded that thing. And it's like, I, Double I, I the content. Know, yeah, I don't know what else we could put into it to not, I mean, it's pretty incredible when I was going back through and I was like, wow, we, we really put like everything you need to know. It's not only just Facebook ads. I mean, it's like, we talk about funnels, we talk about warming up traffic. It's a lot of, 
it's a lot of higher level stuff that I think is going to make a lot of people more money. So I'm really excited about it. But anyway, so we've been doing that. And, you know, since the beginning, you know, we're coming up on a year of laptop empires. So I think this weekend yeah. is pretty much 12 months uh, since we originally launched Facebook side hustle course. And so like we've done a lot of course launches, we've done a lot of like sales and flash sales and launched courses for other people and created right. products. And so I think that's one of the things that we kind of specialize in is creating good, I think good products. We've had a lot of people, I think we've had like 1500 or more people take our courses in the past year. Right. Well, it's, yeah, well, it, over 1500 and uh, well, that's side hustle course. I don't know what the actual, the total number is, but anyway, the, the so, you were talking about, like, I think we've done pretty well with it. it. This is actually kind of funny when we were doing the the side hustle launch, people were commenting, you know, in, in your millennial money man, Facebook group, asking questions about it, who had taken it, what their thoughts were reviews and stuff. And there's always a troll, right? Every group has a community troll. And so this guy jumps on the thread and he's like, y'all are a bunch of freaking idiots. I can't believe you're buying into this stuff. All it takes is a simple Google. Oh. I'm making this guy redneck. I don't know if he's redneck, but <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I can't believe you just do a simple Google search and you're going to find out this is a bunch of bullshit and they're scamming you and taking your money and all this. And so I was like, my first reaction was like, well, dang, I haven't Googled myself in a while. Like, I don't know what it says. Maybe there is something bad. And so I went and like Googled it and it was like nothing but glowing reviews. And then Bobby did the same. And he's like, dude, you go five pages back on Google when you search the course and it's like positive review, positive review, positive review. So I just, I just wanted to share that because I thought it was so funny that this guy yeah. is just like, this is bogus. Do your research, Google Google them and then you do that. And it was like, I was scared for a moment because I was like, is there somebody that is like really mad at us that I don't know about? Like, but no, right. No, he there's not. And yeah. It's just, he was, that was kind of a weird thing. There's always some kind of person that does something strange like that. But like the coolest thing wasn't even that you go to the, go to Google and you can find good reviews and everything. I thought the coolest thing was that the people that were asking about the course that had not purchased it yet, they started refuting that guy they were like they were like what are you talking about i've been researching this course for months and i can't find anything negative about it um and i'm not even just talking about reviews like if you go into the millennial money man facebook community other tons communities. and tons of posts mm -hmm. other communities there's just communities, yeah and I, i'm really proud of that because it's when i originally well i say i when we decided to launch the course it was launching it to my audience and like i was really concerned about is this a good product for them? Is this going to be something? And this kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about. But like, right. I was really concerned about making sure that the audience didn't have a negative reaction because like, I felt like that I'd never offered a product before I'd hyped it up like crazy, you know? And I was like, I hope that this thing is as good as we feel like it is because if it's not, that's going to be a pretty big blow to my brand. And fortunately, I think because we put the work into it and it's, it's a high quality course, and we've tried to like over deliver on value and everything everybody that think that takes it really likes it, you know, and that's not to say we have a hundred percent success rate all the time with everybody that's possibly taking the course, but like even the people that have taken it and just like go, eh, I don't know if this was the best fit for me. They're still like, the course is freaking awesome. I just decided I didn't want to do maybe whatever. So, so I feel really good about that. Yeah. And, and a big thing, like you talked about, like, is this right for the audience? Right. And so that's one of the things, you know, we're talking about today, like what should your course be about? Like if you're creating a course, cause I think a lot of people, they see us doing courses. They see, you mentioned Michelle, Michelle has a lot of successful courses. There's a lot of people out there that have these successful courses and you look at it and go, 
I want to have a course. I want to make money making courses. Right. And that's awesome. Like if you've got a great skill to share or you've got knowledge to share, you should put it out there. The internet and courses like this are quickly becoming like the new education. Like you can go, you can go learn a skill to make money from YouTube, right? Straight up, right? But it's always better in, in my view because I've, believe me, I learned a lot of the stuff that I know from watching webinars that were really sales pitches or watching, you know, videos on YouTube and just piecing things together. It's always much easier when you go and you get a course and you just follow the instructions from the path somebody that's already done it lays out. But you've got to like, the course has to be about something that people want to buy and that's in demand. And I think the biggest mistake people make is that they create a course without any research, without any understanding of whether anyone will buy that thing or not. You have to look at it and go, is this something that people want? And so we kind of want to go into two big ways that we know that you can start to think about and start to do research around that are going to give you a good hint about the kind of things that you could make courses about. And, and the two categories, the first one is thinking about your reputation and what people know you for, right? What are you considered an expert in? And a great way to determine that is think about the people that are emailing you or messaging you on Facebook or whatever it may be. What are the common questions that they're asking you? What do they want your advice on? What do they want your opinion on? What do they want your help teaching them or help troubleshooting with, you know? So, so that's the first category. The next category is looking at your actual audience and what are the problems they're dealing with? What are the questions that keep coming up? What are the things they're always asking about? What are the things that they're pursuing and that they're trying to accomplish? And we're going to give you some examples about that. But if you can figure out what you're really good at and people want to know, that's one path. Or if you can figure out you know, what people want to know and they need help with and you're able to provide the solution to that problem, that's another way. If those things coexist, if they're both there, then you're in a really, really good spot. That's, a, that's the, the best option is when yeah. what the knowledge you have to share solves the problem that your audience or a potential audience has. But it's always better to start with your own audience than to try and just go and sell to a cold audience that you don't have yet. Yeah, I feel like this is, it. depending on the way that you treat your blog or the way that you kind of like interact with your readers, it can, it, it can be more or less difficult to do this. Like I've always, the, I made a decision early on I was, that I was gonna be very plugged in with my audience. And that meant like really, interacting and doing a lot of that stuff. And I've heard from other bloggers that they feel like that's a bad decision because they're like, you know, it's not the, not, it's not the most efficient use of my time. And you know, it's, there are easier ways to make money and all that kind of stuff. But like, I, I enjoy actually talking to my readers. Like, I don't know if that's a weird concept or not, but I I have a lot of fun um, talking to them. So, you know, for me, it was actually when we were talking about the Facebook side hustle course, we've told the story on the podcast before, so I won't dig all the way back into it, but I was originally creating a different course because I knew that there was some need in my audience for making extra money. And I feel like I am very much like, I relate to my audience a lot because I was a high school band director and I was like, I had student loans and I I wanted to make more money. And I eventually did that by providing marketing services. And I was like, man, if I can do this, like I feel like a lot of other people can. So I, uh, that was the first course I was going to make. And then we kind of came up with the side hustle thing, but I knew it was a good fit because I was so plugged in with the audience and I really interacted with them a lot. And I also asked them, 
You know, like I, I straight up, I, after you and I talked about it, I went to the audience and I said, what do you guys think about this particular idea? And they really wanted to do it. And so we, we had a good idea. We didn't know how well it was going to do, but we knew reasonably well that there was demand. And then after you have the demand, like, I feel like that's when, that's when like the hard part starts because then you got to fulfill the, you you've right. got to make sure you bring something that meets the expectations of the demand. But we at least knew like, okay, we've got something here. So that's how it kind of worked for us. But I think a lot of people struggle if they don't talk to their audience a lot, or if your if your business model is more of like a passive strategy, then I would be, I'm not saying don't make a course, but don't be surprised if it doesn't quite hit the target audience that you want, because you know, you got to talk to them. You got to put that work in. Um, right. And I've seen that from other people that have like, you know, a lot of traffic and they, they, maybe they have a great course idea, but it doesn't quite fit with the audience that they're bringing in. So then they don't do the sales that they kind of expected and, and all those kind of things. So you kind of, you have to evaluate and just kind of uh, look at how you interact with your audience. And if you're somebody that interacts a ton, there's a good chance you're going to be able to figure out an awesome course for those people. Um, if you're yeah. not, then you can start interacting more or maybe you don't go the course route, you know? Right. Well, and at the end of this, I'll, we'll share like a, a strategy for how you can kind of sell and launch a course before you make the thing, <laughs> because this is a right. great way to, um, and one of our friends is doing this right now, but yeah, yeah. So it's a great way to find demand and see if it's there. But you know, like you said, you were real plugged into your audience and like, I was just in your community and I kept seeing the same things coming up. Like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, delivering pizzas to make extra money or, Hey, what do you guys think about Uber? What do you think about doing surveys? There were all these things right. like constantly. How do I make money? How do I make money? And so when we were looking at that, you know, cause it was just an offhand comment. Like it was not, we didn't come in saying, let's make a course. It was just, I was like, man, there's some demand here. There appears to be like, you right. could fulfill that, right? Why don't you go ahead and do that? But then when we decided to do it we really started to look at it, we were looking at like the audience itself, what are their goals? And we made so many decisions based off that. And so we knew your audience, like they're concerned about personal finance, they're budgeters, they're savers, they're planners, right? They're good. They're doing all these things consistently, which honestly makes for great entrepreneurs to have that kind of discipline. So we thought that was a good fit, but we were like having them, giving them an opportunity to make more money to achieve those goals is great. You know, and it, and it fit, we were able to see that there was the fit. And then like you post it, you know, you're posting to find out there's like 500 comments on that original post. So we're like, okay, we can feel there's some demand there. When you opened a waiting list, I think there were like 900 people on the waiting list. So like we could tell the demand was there before we ever created the course, before we ever launched it. And that's always a nice thing, but you don't always have that. But the more you can do the research and, and get to know the audience and figure out what their goals are, the better you can do. And I think a great example of this is when we created the side hustle course, we decided very early on that we were not going to do like most Facebook courses and sell this thing for $1,500, $2,000, whatever that's really common. And we were going to make it very accessible because we knew what the goals were, right? We knew, we knew the goals of these people and the habits or what became our students and what is your audience at Millennial Money Man. And it was the budget to save buying a $2,000 course made no sense for their goals, but buying a $300 course, you know, what it was at the time made a lot of sense, right? And even now it's only, you know, it's only 400. We haven't raised it a whole lot, but that made sense. And then the next piece of that was not making it seem unachievable or, or designing it, you know, most Facebook courses, you know, this, they're like, make six figures a year, 
make 10 K a month, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's what they're promoting. And we were like, get one or two clients, do it in a couple hours per week and then have an extra thousand, 2000, 3000, whatever to put toward yeah. your goals. Yeah. So we were being very intentional with like looking at who are we selling it to? What do they need? What do they want? And then even like creating a course in the way that way it was doable and it fit all of those things. And so, you know, if we would have come out and sold a Facebook course, like every other Facebook course at, you know, that was a thousand dollars, $2,000 that was trying to teach, you know, people that were practicing personal finance to get debt free. And we were trying to teach them how to build a six figure business that wouldn't have sold. Like I, I firmly believe that wouldn't have worked as well because that didn't fit the audience. Now, if we would have gone and been selling it to people in my world, that would have worked really well, right? Because that's, that is what that audience wants. But that wasn't how this started. That wasn't our, what our goal was. So like you got to keep all those things in mind. So one, like what is the idea? What do they want? But then like what makes sense? Like what's how, how, you know, and this gets into the copy and the positioning and everything, but like, you've got to think about that whole thing. But the way you do that is by listening to your audience, talking to your audience, paying attention, not necessarily pulling the audience, you know, um, that doesn't always work. Sometimes like you don't get the best results from that, but it's just being aware of the conversations that are happening in your business. Or if you're going after a a particular niche, like really going deep dive into the market research. I just, I always feel like it's easier to sell the people that are already in your world than trying to go find some pond of customers, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I think one thing that kind of comes up to me is like, you need the course itself needs to be something that you believe in. Because I, I think I see a lot of people, you know, pondering different courses and things that you could sell that maybe they don't. It's like, is it really something you believe in or do you think it could sell? Like we really believed in the Facebook ads or the Facebook side hustle. But that brings me to the next point. Like, you know, we, we had a lot of success very quickly with Facebook side hustle, but the Facebook ads for bloggers course has been more of a slow burn um, because that was originally, I think, an upsell on the cart. Wasn't it like, wasn't that just an upsell to Facebook side hustle? No, it was just a mini course. It was just yeah, something that we put to, at some point. We, I think we tested using it as an upsell at one point, yeah. which, it was, which, but it was okay. Yeah, it was but, okay, but it was 97 bucks. Like it was, it was, and there wasn't a whole lot of content and we just kind of like, I feel like dipped our toes in the water with that because we had people that were asking like, you know, right. Hey, can you guys do a Facebook ads course? And uh, so we did that one and it was like, we did, pretty decent sales on it. And then we did the big launch in September and like, it was good. Um, We didn't really know what to expect because the list size that we were launching to was so much smaller than my actual list, but we still made good money. You know, this year, I think we've almost done more in sales on that course in January than we did all of last year, or it's like real close. Um, So that one's been more of a slow burn. And the thing about that course is we knew, I think going in that we were going to be fighting an uphill battle because at least in the personal finance space, a lot of people do not believe in, in paid traffic as a way to grow your blog. Like they just don't. And they, it's not the mainstream thing. It's kind of counterculture. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. And so it took us a while to kind of figure out the messaging for that one. And we kind of redid the sales page and like, we had to kind of go through a process to figure out like, what is the best way to convince people that this is legit and good because we know you can make a ton of money, but we see all the time, you know, using paid traffic, but we see all the time people are like, 
they just don't, it's, they're not really, they haven't been exposed to it that much. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this source of traffic is so much better and this is so much better. And our position isn't like one is necessarily better than the other, but using paid traffic to get people onto your email list, to get to sell courses, to retarget people, like that is an extremely effective tool that we think all bloggers should have in their tool belt. And when you look at big companies, they're doing this stuff. Um, Or you look at like the biggest blogs, like they're all utilizing this stuff, but nobody's really talking about how they're doing it. And so that, you know, that wasn't one where there was like an overwhelming, like, you know, need for the course where people are like, we have to have this course. It was like, we know it's effective. Now we have to put in the work and convince people that it's effective. And that's been kind of snowballing, I think, because with this last thing that we did with Michelle, like now all of a sudden a lot of people are talking about the course and they're like, oh, hey, I hear it's really good. Like the word's starting to spread. But that was another way. So if you don't have like the proven concept yet or the, you know, if you know, if you don't have like 900 people on a wait list, that's okay, but you're gonna have. It's gonna be a slow process to to eventually sell a lot of those courses, uh, and right. you're gonna have to put a lot of work in and kind of like learn the messaging and learn what you need to have in the course and all those kind of things, and you know really put the work in. So that's kind of just a different. I don't want people to be like, oh, you guys got lucky. Like, no, we've we've built two courses now, where one was an instant success and the other one is a slow burn. So we we've done all of that. Well, what's interesting about that though. And, and I'm glad you brought up Facebook ads for bloggers because I think it falls into that other category we're transitioning into. But if you go and look at all the funnel stats and everything, which that's something that, you know, that's kind of what I do. Like that's the stuff I dig into. Yeah. It's statistically a better performer. <laughs> like right. Right. Yeah. The, the conversion percentage from traffic to the sales page, to the order form, to purchases, and then even with the upsells is actually a higher percentage than, than it is uh, with Facebook side hustle. So right. the funnel, everything we had to, to work on some messaging and stuff. But if you look just at the numbers, as we start to grow our audience of bloggers, which was much smaller than your audience of personal finance people, like right. our blogging audience is smaller, but when they're comparable sides, their sizes, if those metrics scale, it'll be bigger. Right. Right. And so, so that is interesting, but like what's in, what, what I think is really cool about the Facebook ads for bloggers course is that we just kind of created it and it was not like, it was not like, it was nothing like side hustle was this big deal and put all this stuff in, built all this infrastructure and all this planning and everything. And the original, what was called blow up your blog was we have a lot of people asking us about Facebook ads. And then it was like, you're like, well, I have a couple videos on this and I have a couple videos on this. And then we could create these two videos and we could package it up and give it to people. And that was what we did. And, and so that one came about from that idea of like, what are people asking you about? What questions do you get? What do people see you as an expert in want to learn from you? And Facebook ads was the big one, right? And, and so that is what that came out of. And so what's nice about creating a course with that realm is that if people are asking you questions about it, it means you have some authority in that space. There's already some trust in that space. And, you know, that helps, <laughs> right? Nobody right. wants a Facebook ads course from somebody that doesn't know anything about Facebook ads, right? They want somebody right. that's a practitioner. And so you've got that. But the other thing that happens too, when you create a course, one of the main reasons for creating a course is time leverage, right? Like, you can go and you can provide a done for you service for people. You can do a coaching done with you type of thing, or you can do a one to many type of thing where you create a resource like a course and then you sell it. Right. And then it's just marketing. Once it's created, that asset's created, it benefits an unlimited number of people potentially. 
right? And so one of the great reasons like for creating a course is that way when people come to you and say, hey, can you show me how to get more traffic to my blog using Facebook ads? Hey, can you show me how to uh, get more email subscribers using Facebook ads? Can you show me how to, you know, use retargeting to get more course sales? You can say, sure, here's our course. It teaches you everything you need to know and it saves you time, <laughs> right? right? And so, so that's a, a great thing about it. So the, whereas the side hustle course was more born out of look at this problem that people in this audience have, we can solve it. Let's solve it and help them. Yeah. The Facebook ads for bloggers one was more of like, we're getting people asking us about this. Nobody was asking us how to make money running Facebook ads. That was our right. solution to the problem, which was how do I make more money with a side hustle? But the Facebook ads for bloggers one, that one was born of people saying, Bobby, how are you growing your blog with Facebook ads traffic? Mike, how are you growing email lists? How are you, you know, helping bloggers, you know, start making, you know, one of my, one of my bloggers messaged me yesterday and said, he just broke 28,000. First time he's been over 25,000 a month. He thinks he's going to break 30 K this month. And nice. so like how, you know, it was one of those things like, how are you doing that? Right. And so we had people coming to us. So if you can step back and think about those two categories, and see if there's an overlap or even if there's just one or the other, that's one of the best ways to decide what your course can be about. And then from there, you can actually start to decide, okay, what, you know, what should, what are the steps, you know, that I need to go through to create this? What does the course need to look like? How am I going to sell it? All of that other stuff comes later. First, you got to make sure there's a demand, right? And that's where people miss the mark more often than not. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of like trying to figure out the demand and like, you know, maybe you don't have a situation like what, what I had where I had like a big audience to really like figure this out from. And you, maybe you have like a smaller audience or like you're just starting out or, you know, you're a couple months in and you want to try to figure out a course. One of the ways that I've seen, we've both seen a good friend of ours, Chris uh, Orzachowski, he's our copywriter. He just created a course concept and he basically pitched it to his email list. And he's, he's been growing his email list for a a while now, but I'd say he's, he's still relatively like just kind of started really building up that personal brand and email list within the last, what, six it's months a, or so? It's a newer list. Like yeah, I think it's a newer he, list. I think he's just under a thousand or something like that. But, you know, he's built his business on writing emails for other people's big lists, you know. Right. And now he's building, you know, his own now he's list. building it. Yeah. yeah. But he, he basically was able to, to take this offer of like kind of joining a, a program, a live program with him where he teaches you how to basically get better at email copywriting. And he had a lot of people jump into that. And now he's creating the course live as he goes. And he was able to kind of test the concept on the fly, which I think is really cool because you don't have to put all of this time and energy into seeing like, you know, you put hours and hours and hours into creating a course and then you might try to sell it and then it flops. Like if you're not quite sure about the concept, maybe you just do this kind of, uh, you know, getting people into a group with you and then you create the course as you go and then now you've proven the concept and you've created the course material and you basically got paid to do it, which I think is really and cool. You got feedback, yeah. right? So then you know how you can improve it, what you can tweak, what you can change, those kinds of things. This is a great way to prove a concept. Like if you're not sure, if you have an idea, sell it before you make it. Like I, that seems crazy, but you sell it before you make it to whatever audiences you have, you put the word out and you can just frame it and say, we need X number of students to do this and it's going to be a live done with you kind of thing. 
Um, and then you just record, you know, we, we do, we are big believers in video courses. So you would record the videos and maybe it's four weeks, six weeks, whatever. And you would drip the videos out and give them the content over time. And then, you know, you get the feedback, you repackage it. Now you have your regular course. That's like in a membership portal that you're selling, you know, regularly, but what it allows you to do is see if you can get any money for it. And right. if it's a huge success, you, you get a bunch of demand, you know, if it's just one of those things that it's like, Hey, it was all right. And you run it, you made some money, then maybe you can use that feedback to really go back to reframe it, maybe tweak the offer, tweak the content, work on the marketing aspect. That way you can sell it more long-term, or maybe it's just this asset that you have that you can sell occasionally, you know, and it doesn't have to be the big thing and you can find the next big thing, or maybe you sell it and you only have like four people buy, right? Like maybe you're selling this $200 course and four people buy it and you go, okay, there's not enough demand here long-term. You just refund those people, right? Or yeah. you do, or you still do it and you're just like, hey, we're going to do something else instead or whatever. Like you can, you can always tweak it, but that's a great way before you put that time in because man, it's a lot, it, it takes a lot of work to create a course. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's a, uh, we, we, as we're recording this, this is going up. This is the Thursday episode. It's Tuesday, which means I've actually got a video going up on the YouTube channel on the laptop empire's YouTube channel. That's called create an online course in seven days. And I like break down the system and it's how we create courses and outline them and plan them and everything. And so if you want to go more into this, you can go check that out. But it's one of those things you can actually create a really high quality course in a short amount of time. But there's still so much, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And so, you know, I, we had so many late nights and did so much work. We oh, turned man. around side hustle in like six weeks, but we put so much into it and we hired people, but we knew we had that demand, right? Like we, we were very fortunate. We knew the demand was there and that it was going to make money. So we were willing to take that risk of building everything ahead of time and then selling it because it felt low risk. But right. Most of the time, that's not the way to go. Most of the time, like if you can get buyers before you create the thing, that's a really easy way to figure out if it's worth your time or not. Yeah. Well, I love it because it's like you're getting paid to create the content. You're getting you know, paid mm -hmm. to, to help people. You're getting paid to beta test the course like all wrapped in one. And then if it ends up not working out or if it's like you don't, you get to the end and you're like, hmm, I don't know if I want to really promote this. Like you can always use it as a lead magnet. You know, you, you, can, you can have like a, a crazy awesome lead magnet with like hours of content. And maybe you just didn't feel like, ah, I could sell this to all of my audience, but what if it's something that people would definitely opt into an email list? Um, and then, you know, you can, you can sell later on the back end another product that you create. Or just, even, just a lower, even a lower value product, like a lower value item. Like you, you yeah. never kind of want, you know, or at least you and I, we are big believers. Like we've, every time we've launched a course, we've had a founding rate and we're like, we're never going to go and offer that again. But if you're doing, if we're doing something in that way, what you're providing if you think of courses, there's the, the there are different services. There's the done for you. So like my agency provides done for you. There's do it with you, which is like a coaching type of arrangement. And then there's the do it yourself, which is the course. And so right. when you're doing it in this way, you usually fall into that do it 
with you category because generally you're providing the content, but since you're dripping it, you need a place for people to communicate, whether that's a Facebook group or a forum. And so there's a little bit more coaching and question answering involved than just a straight up do it yourself course. So it's higher value to begin with. So if you decide, Hey, I was, I sold this thing at 197, but I just don't know if it's viable at that price. I want to sell this as a $67 info product. Well, if you're stripping away that coaching community aspect and you're selling just the pre-recorded info, maybe it's something that sells really well at that price point. And I will say, just as a caveat, just dropping the price does not mean something's going to be more, more effective <laughs> for selling. Yeah. Like that is not usually the answer. Um, but I'm just getting at like, if you decide, Hey, I put in the work for this, I do still want to sell it, but I want to repackage it, offering it in a different way. You can totally do that. So, um, great way. My favorite way to test out a concept, see if there's going to be demand is to pre-sell the thing. Yeah. And the thing I would say too, is people that are really, you know, really wanting to do courses and all those kind of things. Like I feel like as the year, you know, as we went through the the last year, we got better at kind of like tempering our expectations because our first launch was crazy. Like we were not quite expecting it to do uh, the amount of revenue that it did. And it, it did a lot. And uh, we, I think we reopened it back in March and it did really well, but that doesn't mean that every single launch you have is going to be a six figure, like massive launch. And so I think, I think what happens a lot of times though, is that people see either people like you and I that have done courses or they see other people that have done courses and they get this like expectation in their head, like, man, if I launch this thing and it doesn't do like tons and tons of money, then it's a total failure. And that's not necessarily the case. It could just be like with Facebook ads for bloggers where we had to change a lot of things and figure out the messaging and, and it was a kind of a process. But yeah, I just I mean, want we totally we had to decide that it was going to be a real course instead of a mini course. Like it was just yeah. a low dollar info product. And, but we didn't know that there would be the demand for more. Right. Yeah. And when it was, when we put it out there, it was something that we were just putting out there. And then we started getting that, like, this is great, but I would love to know this, this, and this as well. Like how, what's, what's next. And so that, then we started to see the demand. And if we hadn't have seen that demand, we probably wouldn't have, made that next step, we probably would not have expanded the course or continued to expand the course in the way we have. Right. Yeah. So the big deal thing is just like, don't, don't feel, you know, make sure that your expectations are uh, realistic for what the course could actually sell. Like look at the size of your list. Like if you have, you know, if you have a hundred people on your email list and you're going to try to do an email marketing campaign to sell a course, you know, you're, unless the course is really freaking expensive, like you're probably not going to make a ton of money, but that's okay because you can grow it. You can prove the concept. Uh, then you can start getting more traffic to it. You can, you know, there, there's a ton of ways to grow them after you, you figure out the concept, yeah. but just keep your expectations reasonable. So you're not like super disappointed <laughs> with whatever happens. Yeah. I, you know, I've got a lot of clients that, that do uh, membership sites, like monthly memberships. And it's like a low, like a $30, $40, $50 membership. Um, for content or coaching, whatever. And it's usually a platform that has information, almost like a course. And then there's a group component. Um, we do this, especially in the fitness space. And, you know, I've had clients where we launch it and have three, 400 people that first weekend. And it's just like, well, this is a really profitable thing. But then I've had clients where, you know, we launch it and get 50 people, 60 people. But now they have that asset and we start building it and working on it over time. And then you fast forward two years or so and they've got 
500 people paying them $40, $50 per month, right? And it's turned into this big thing. And so that's another thing to keep in mind is that you might create your course and then it grows over time, right? Like you don't want something that like crushes it from the beginning and then dies down. Like you want it to continue to grow over time and just like we want ours to continue to grow over time. And so it does not have to be this huge, massive thing right out of, right out of the gate. I don't even know if that's reasonable. I don't think that that happens for most people. We had, we had the advantage of, we had the right offer. Like, like I said, the offer and the demand need to be there. And then there was a good amount of audience, right? Like you had a good size audience and that was who we promoted. So that makes a big deal. Well, the key I think to that is patience. Like I wanted to make a course very early on because I remember like seeing some of the other people in in the blogging space that made courses were making a ton of money. Uh, But I really waited years. I waited, I waited three years before I decided to actually come out with the course. So, you know, when, when you see big pops of, of revenue like that, like, you know, I remember when, uh, I remember when Michelle came out with her making sense of affiliate marketing course and she like, you know, she was making great money at the time anyway, but she started making like, you know, six figures per month after that, but she didn't make that course until like, I think five or maybe five years into blogging. Like it wasn't like she just, you know, automatically came out with that. So that's the other thing too, is like when you see people that are coming out with these courses and making a lot of money and doing that, like there's usually, I would think, unless they're just ultra talented uh, and they're, they're really no copy and they really know paid traffic funnel or systems then they, they know how to sell, you know, there's a good chance that they built up and cultivated an audience for several years and built a ton of trust and then dropped a product, which I think is a great plan. But I do think a lot of, I think a lot of people try to come up with a course way too early instead of just like being patient and seeing what, what it is that people want. But that's another kind of the, the expectation thing. Like, you know, there were years, I waited years before I dropped ours. And, and that's why I think it was so successful in the, the first launch. So I've got one more thing before we wrap this episode. We, we just kind of, you know, talked about, what Chris is doing and that kind of pre-sell the course before you make it to kind of validate the idea. But another really great non-threatening way to validate an idea is that creation of a mini course or lead magnet. And we're not going to go into this really deeply. I just want to kind of direct y'all. If you go to laptopempires.com slash podcast and you go to episode 15, it's called why your first online course on your blog should be free. And we 100% believe that this is a, if you're just getting started, if you don't have a massive audience, like this is step one. And we, we feel that it's a really great way to validate an idea too. If you cannot sell the information for free, Right you're going to have a harder time selling it for pay. So create a smaller version of the course, an outline of the course, a watered down version, whatever, something that helps solve the problem, but maybe doesn't have every single thing in there and use that to prove the idea. And the way we always do it is like, if somebody has a problem, tell them what to do to solve it, what they shouldn't do to solve it, why they should do a certain thing to solve it, why they shouldn't do a certain thing to solve it, and then save the how to, save the how for the paid course you do later. But if you can sell the what to do and the why, then that's going to help people get results because they're going to know what to do and what to focus on, you know? And so maybe like pretend we were sent selling some course and the solution to the problem was you need to grow your email list. 
we might say, what you need to do is grow your email list and here's all the reasons why and here's, you know, you should be doing X, Y, and Z, right? And so maybe one of the things we're saying is you need to be adding calls to action to the end of your content, you know, getting people to opt in. You need to create a great lead magnet. You need to run uh, Facebook, simple Facebook ads to grow your email list. We're telling them the things they need to do. But what we didn't do is we didn't say, you know, here's how to run a list building campaign on Facebook. Here's how to create a great high quality lead magnet. Here's how to create a strong call to action at the end of your blog post. That might be the course, the paid course down the road, but at least we've justified that idea and we've given people direction. And that's what a free course or a lead magnet should do. So go check out episode 15 because I think that can help you too. You know, if you're, not quite at that point yet. You don't know if there's demand for the course. Find out if there's demand by creating a free guide of some sort to, to judge that and see how well it converts because that'll give you an idea and help you start building an audience that you can sell that product to down the road when you're ready. Yep. Cool. Anything Dad? No, I think that covers it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends about the Laptop Empires podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts for me. I really don't know what the platforms are in the other places. I hear Stitcher. There's some other things. I keep having people, yeah, people keep asking about Spotify. Spotify. For some reason, we haven't been able to get that one to work out, but we'll try and get on Spotify. Um, But please subscribe. Let us know if there's anything that you'd like to hear more about on the show by emailing us team at laptopempires.com and we'll see you next episode. Take care. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.